Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Ravlick. Thank you for joining me for this particular podcast. At the moment, many people will be aware that we're exploring the issue of uh, a constitutional referendum to, uh, to the introduction of a voice to Parliament for our First Nations communities in Australia. And coincidentally, people are also viewing across Australia a documentary called The Australian Wars, which is introducing a lot of people to a part of Australian history that they may not be familiar about, or if they've heard about it, they've only touched on it in very, very remotely. Now, I've got the privilege today of talking with the filmmaker uh, behind the series, the three-part series that's been screening on SBS, Rachel Perkins. We'll talk about Rachel's background, talk about the documentary, and where the documentary fits in to the discourse that we're currently having on recognition of First Nations in the Australian Constitution. Rachel, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, before we dive into talking about the documentary and the immense amount of work you've done, um, if you had to explain who you are and what you do uh, to somebody um, on the back of a, a post-it note, what would it, what would you look like? <laughs> Middle-aged filmmaker <laughs> of uh, mixed uh, Aboriginal and European heritage, currently unemployed. How does that sound? <laughs> well, it's brief and to the point. Uh, if we come back to the reason we're talking today, and that is a three-part documentary that you've worked incredibly hard to pull together uh, with the assistance of a range of very bright and insightful people. Um, what inspired you to begin the process of uh, exploring this particular part of Australian history? Well, if came out of a conversation with SBS. Uh, they were very keen on a project that examined warfare in Australia and they, you know, harassed us almost. <laughs> when will you make this show? And we were busy making Total Control and Mystery Road, or I was anyway, and suddenly this window came up and it's like, right, okay, we'll do it. And um, so we'd both, you know, it had been a long conversation between us and um, I was very familiar with a lot of the material because I'd done a documentary series a decade before called First Australians. So I was sort of honestly a little reluctant because I knew the sort of what it would take, you know, which was years and I knew that it was a very grisly piece of history and I was just a little bit reluctant to go and wade into it again but but at the same time I knew that it was you know probably the most important thing I could work on personally and you know in terms of um a contribution to the discourse as you describe it so I was sort of relished that aspect of it but was just a bit wary of you know it's like going and doing a degree or something, you know. It's like, okay, I'll go and do a degree <laughs> in this grisly part of history. It's quite in-depth. Now, uh, you talk to some very uh, 
uh, respected historians and, and, and authorities in the area throughout the series. How long did how long did it take you to round them all up? Because it, it, it's not only one or two people you were dealing with. You were dealing with a whole cast of you know, people like you know, Marshall Langton and, and a range of others. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like I, I'm complaining about it taking a number of years, but these people, they spend, you know, two decades in the archives uh, pulling this material together. Like Chris Owen from Western Australia who's written a book called Every Mother, Mother's Son is Guilty, which is an outstanding piece of Australian history writing. Um, he took in 13 years to write that book. But it didn't take long to round them up because they... This is their life's work and, you know, they want the opportunity to talk about it to a wide Australian audience because very few Australians are willing to pick up a, you know, a history book and, and read it, um, especially on this topic. So this series really, they saw that this series would allow them to speak and bring their work and what they discovered, which they feel very passionately about, um, to a broader audience. So really I didn't have any much trouble lining them up at all. They were all very willing, which was wonderful. And, and really the series, you know, relies so much on their knowledge and expertise and their dedication because often these historians do this, you know, completely voluntarily. Um, so I'm, I, have, I owe a great debt to them, as, as, as do we generally as the Australian public for the work that they do, I think. From a personal standpoint, um, immersing yourself in a project like this, uh, yeah, while important, can also have an uh, impact on you, can't it? Uh, yes. But when you compare it to what the people went through at the time, it would be inappropriate to sort of not inappropriate, but uh, I mean, it just pales in comparison to what people went through at the time. Um, so in a way, making this series is, is actually one of life's great privileges. You know, I feel very honoured to have, well, privileged to have done it. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I don't really, um, I can't complain even though I do whinge a bit sometimes about how long it takes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. The, yeah, obviously you've done a previous series before this one on the same subject matter. Um, did you find anything new or more surprising when you dived into uh, developing you know, the Australian walls for SBS, was there anything new that came up for you in terms of learning about that period? Yes, there was. Um, all the time there was nuance that I hadn't quite grasped um, in my first sort of plunge into Australian history. Um, and, you know, things like the scale of the native police. I hadn't quite grasped 
you know, that it went for 50 years. I hadn't also quite grasped the, you know, the contradiction of the empire um, uh, and its sort of, you know, the international reach it had and, and how the colonial office worked and the sort of um, denial of, the sort of strange denial of the colonial office and, you know, so there were elements that were new to me. I, I think this series allowed me to go much deeper into the warfare aspect. You know, before with First Australians I was telling very much a character-based history around historical figures. Um, this time it was more broad. It was with a broader brushstrokes brush strokes of warfare and tactics and strategy and relationships. So it sort of had a different, um, you know, dimension to it than what I'd done previously. Uh, the series comes out at a point in time when the community is being asked to reflect on recognition of First Nations and uh, the new uh, Albanese government, new as of May 21, has flagged that a referendum is uh, going to happen sometime during the first term of an Albanese government. What uh, do you believe is the significance of the uh, of the documentary? What contribution does the documentary make to the discourse that we're having now? Well, my hope is that it allows Australians who aren't familiar with this history to understand the aspirations of First Nations or Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that have been articulated in the Uluru Statement from the heart, that is to have a voice about issues that affect us, um, to come to agreements through a process of makarata, which is a Yolongamata word about coming together after a struggle, for want of a better word, and then a process for truth-telling. Um, these are the things that have been articulated by a majority of Indigenous Australians and their representative bodies. And I think for Australians to understand why we want those things, they need to understand their history. And they need to understand some of the unfinished business of the nation um, because this unfinished business ties into those aspirations. So, you know, Indigenous people have carried this history. We are very conscious of the fact that, um, you know, there was no treaty made with us, that we were made British subjects but then not afforded that true status um, and that we've, we've, we're now a minority in the country and we find it very difficult to, to have a voice over things that are laws that are made about us and, you know, in some ways the country has been in denial about our history for, for a very long time. So all of those things are wrapped up um, in our in our past and I hope this documentary series by bringing the past to the front of mind of some of the nation, at least those who view it, that they will understand more clearly those aspirations and they will be able to walk in our shoes and, and see history from our point of view 
and having seen it and understood it to some degree as much as you can in a three-hour series which only really touches the you know the surface of these things but at least it gives them the broad brush jokes in seeing that history they will then appreciate why these things are required and why First Nations people want them and hopefully then they will you know support them that's that's my hope there's a question that follows on from what you've just said um and that is you know, yes we're at a point in time where we're looking at uh the referendum the series comes in at a time when there's an engagement with the issue because everyone everyone is um uh compelled to look at look at the issue by virtue of having a say at a referendum. Yes. But there is uh, another uh, aspect to this, and that is the broader education system. Um, have you had any conversations with people involved in sort of secondary and tertiary education about how the, the, the documentary might be used in, in educational uh, settings? Uh, we've we've had more than conversations. We've designed uh, teachers' um, support materials to be taken into uh, high school classes, years nine up. Uh, so with Culture is Life, which is an Aboriginal organisation that specialises in um, these sorts of um, products and services, they've designed a whole suite of um, teachers' materials. So you can get them either at the Culture is Life website or from SBS Learn. Um, and they cover, as I said, years 9, 10, 11 and 12. Um, and it's my hope that uh, we can also in the future design some materials to support um, uh, the university um, sector also um, having these materials um, as part of you know, as teaching of Australian history and, and other subjects. So, so yes, we know that um, these sorts of series have a very long tail um, in the educational sector, uh, long tail meaning they go on, <laughs> they get used yeah. uh, a very long time after broadcast. And, and that fills me with great satisfaction because, you know, many of us weren't taught this history at school um, and and we're not aware of this history. And so the fact that this can go into schools and and fill a fill a fill a gap where there where there aren't many resources, um, that that's immensely satisfying because I think for me, who didn't, you know, didn't have this opportunity at school, others will. And um, that's a great legacy, um, I think, as a filmmaker. Um, but it will also mean, you know, a new generation of Australians will perhaps see their country's history in a more illuminated way, I think. Yeah, I, in some respects, we've probably covered what I'm about to, to ask you, and we'll, we can make this one the, I guess, the concluding uh, question. Uh, you know, this has been a this has been a major project, um, and you've covered a lot of ground with it. 
is there any um, area of sort of First Nations history that you want to explore further in your work? Um, yes, I mean, history is rich with extraordinary stories. Um, what's that saying? Truth is stranger than fiction. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's, um, there's great stories to be told. And I think that um, we're only just getting started, you know. I think there will be dramatised films in the future about this period of conflict, feature films and television series and... Uh, and I think that they will be, you know, largely helmed by Indigenous filmmakers. And I think that's a wonderful thing because in some ways we are putting back the history of the country that has been denied for so long. Um, and, yeah, so I think um, for viewers, you know, stay tuned. There's there's more to come. Perhaps not from me. I might just do some gardening for a while. <laughs> Enjoy that. But, um, yeah, there's... Certainly from others, that we'll see more stories about this period. Um, I've been talking to Rachel Perkins, filmmaker responsible for a three-part series called The Australian Wars, which has been broadcast on SBS, but it is also available on SBS On Demand. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure and I appreciate you um, discussing the series with me. It's great to be discussing it now that it's finished. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we get to talk again at some stage in the future. Yes, that'd be lovely. Thank you.